We are an amazing electric being. And when you feed it death, it does not feed the body. It's impossible. And it causes all the type of colon cancers, all that meat sitting at 98 degrees, undigested in your intestinal tract, rotting 24-7, fermenting, sticking to the walls of the intestines, preventing the absorption of nutrients from entering the bloodstream. Most important nutrient in the human body is oxygen. You want to prevent oxygen from going to a cell, that's how you create cancer. When the oxygen gets suffocated, every cell in the human body requires oxygen to reproduce. It is the most important nutrient on the planet for a human being, and when you disrupt that, delivery of that cell through the veins, arteries, and capillaries, that cell suffocates, mutates, and turns into a cancer. Cancer cells are the only cells in the body that can duplicate without oxygen. That's why when you have states of oxygen deprivation, you have people riddled with cancer. You reverse those conditions through the intestines, get the intestines clean, get oxygen to the bloodstream, get oxygen to the tumor. Cancer cannot survive in an oxygenated environment. It's a fact. The biggest thing for, for, for can killing of cancer cells is broccoli sprouts. John Hopkins discovered that many, many years ago. It goes in and it attacks cancer cells only. It is the most powerful cancer killer there is. Broccoli sprouts. You will not find one single broccoli sprout at Dana-Farber. You will not find one broccoli sprout in any conventional hospital in America. And we know it's the number one killer of cancer cells and cancer cells only. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. This week's episode is sponsored by Plant Fit Summit 2017. So when I was over in Singapore a few months back, I met an amazing dude named Luke Tan, uh, a CrossFit athlete over there, uh, just a total beast. Uh, he was a previous guest on the podcast. I interviewed him when I was over there, uh, episode number nine, if you want to go check it out. But at the time, he told me about this uh, summit he was planning that he called Plant Fit Summit, um, and he was putting it together and traveling all over the place and, and tracking down top doctors, top nutritionists. Uh, top athletes um, all over the world that uh, live plant-based lifestyles, and there's a there's a total of 33 guests that he interviews, and they're just all incredible, uh, you know, experts in their field and very influential people uh, for U.S. citizens. Uh, names you'll recognize like uh, Dr. Neil Bernard uh, and and Rip Esselstyn, uh, the founder of Engine Two, um, all kinds of people. Um, all kinds of different stories, um, you know, whether it's somebody overcoming heart disease, diabetes, and, or cancer through plant-based living, um, or, or, you know, somebody who lost 300 pounds with a plant-based diet, all kinds of amazing stories. There's even one story that stood out. Uh, there's a lady uh, interviewed on the summit that she was given a few months to live after a cancer diagnosis, uh, you know, changed her way of living. And now she's in her sixties and she literally just ran 366 marathons in 366 days. Uh, so just incredible, uh, stories and literally the summit, uh, answers every possible question you can have about health and wellness. Uh, it covers all aspects from 
what should you be eating? What should you be doing for exercise? Um, you know, mental wellness, just every area. Uh, Luke just did an incredible job kind of, uh, covering all the bases with it. Uh, it starts on September 1st. Uh, it goes through, uh, September 10th. Um, I just highly recommend it um, if you're looking for information on kind of what to do to live your best life and make sure you're around for the ones you love and, and all that good stuff. The link to sign up is bit.ly slash EGMG summit. That's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash E-G-M-G S-U-M-M-I-T. I'll also leave the link in the show notes on my website, uh, and I highly recommend you check it out. What's up, everybody? I got a good one coming here. Uh, This week, I sit down with a local wellness entrepreneur named Dave O'Brien. For those on the South Shore uh, or in the Boston area, you may recognize him from seeing him at any one of the green light locations. Uh, He is the founder and owner of the uh, Greenlight, which is a juice smoothie bar and wellness center, and they're kind of scattered throughout the South Shore. Um, and over the past few months, I kept hearing his name be brought up when I would run into someone and they'd say, hey, you got to get Dave on the podcast. And I had no idea who he was. And through a mutual connection, fortunately, we were able to to connect and, and make this happen. So um, really fortunate that that we were able to do so. Um, so 13 years ago, Dave was a meat-eating, heavy-drinking uh, roofer, blue-collar guy, um, and he, after watching his father die of cancer, Dave had this realization, he had this epiphany, and it shaped him into you know, how he views health and, and what he does uh, for a living today. So it's a really incredible um, conversation kind of about his journey. Um, he's been vegan for 13 years now and sitting across from him, uh, you know, he's 52 years old and this guy is just sharp. He's in incredible shape. His energy is just ridiculous. Literally somebody walked in and took a photo of him, uh, because he was sitting down and they've never seen him sit down. I mean, uh, he just is just a shining example of what, living plant-based and, uh, also, you know, avoiding alcohol and, and what that combination can do for the health of you. Um, it's just, uh, incredible. He's such, such an inspiration in his story. Uh, you see why people really relate to his story. Um, and his whole kind of thing is, look, if he could do it as a, you know, blue collar, um, you know, meat eating guy, that anybody can do this. Anybody can change the way they live and take full control over their health. Um, so we talk about everything from his journey to uh, issues we see in the healthcare system and, and cancer and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I just really can't say enough positive things about Dave and his his outlook on life and, and most recently um, um, his venture into Dave's Raw Foods, uh, which you guys should all check out. Um, he's doing some really great things to, uh, kind of branch out from the green light and, and get his, uh, food and message out to, to more people. Um, and his passion and just overall approach to things and, and how he just really, really wants to help others through, 
um, his, his foods uh, is just awesome. So without further ado, the energetic Dave O'Brien. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm with Dave O'Brien of uh, The Green Light, which is a uh, chain of stores on the, mostly on the South Shore um, of Massachusetts. Um, awesome juice bar and smoothies and all plant-based foods and uh, a great spot. I go to the Hingham one a lot, um, you know, to get a smoothie or some... Uh, they have the they have the nice uh, balls there too. You were mentioning yeah the truffles the truffles the truffles oh with the coconut, coconut cream, cream on it yeah, yeah they're deadly yeah, yeah they're, they're deadly good, yes. well uh, thanks for thanks for having me in and uh, we're down in to paint the picture for you guys we're down in Marshfield um, at uh, the Greenlight is, is it a Greenlight location still here uh, no it's the home of Dave's Raw Food right now yeah so we transit over to to go nationwide with Dave's Raw Food products. Yeah, cool. Which is uh, granola and... Granola, truffles, and cream for right now. Yeah. And then we're getting into dressings and flax crackers and all stuff like that. Fantastic. Cool. All 100% so, organic, 100% cool. of the time. Yeah. So we're sitting in uh, the kitchen uh, doing this interview, and uh, we're going to hear all about uh, Dave and his uh, story here. So again, thanks thanks for having me, and uh, I look forward to kind of sharing your story here. Okay, great. So... Uh, let's take it back. Let's take it back years. I know. So you're the first person I've had on that's been like long time, you know, you said 13, 14 years as, as plant-based or whatever, um, which is cool. So let's, let's take it back to kind of life growing up to, you know, all the way back to how we kind of got to where we are today. Okay. Uh, it all started basically 13 years ago. Uh, the best part of my talks, when I talk to people, they like the reason how it all happened for me. Uh, 13 years ago, my father got diagnosed with cancer. Uh, he was literally the strongest man I ever met in my life. He had forearms like Popeye. All my buddies would say, shaking hands with your father is like shaking hands with a first baseman's mitt. He was the most powerful man I have ever known. 68 years old, he gets diagnosed with cancer. I'm a roofing contractor for 27 years. I have no, no knowledge of nutrition. I was unconsciously eating just like most Americans or most people on the planet. We just unconsciously eat from the conditioning and programming since we were born, being told what to eat, how we're supposed to eat. I was eating that way. I was eating large volumes of meat and dairy and everything else. So at 68, I saw my father go from a big strapping buck, go conventional medicine, and within a year, he was dead. He looked like a Holocaust POW. He was all skin and bone. It was the most, it was the most, it was painful for the eyes to watch this man deteriorate. And the whole time I was there with the doctors and the nurses and the madness and the Coke machines and the lobbies and all the madness I saw around me, something started to click. And, and I said, this, this is, this, there's got to be a better way. This, my father's getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Uh, not that he was feeling great when he went in there, but he certainly didn't look or feel the way he felt from the start to his demise. It got worse and worse and worse. <clears throat> so for some reason, I can't really describe it. Something came over me. I started to say, I'm going to try to do my best I can to figure out a better way to live, a better way to take care of yourself. So I literally jumped in planes, slept in rental cars, showered at Wise, started hanging around with the best in human nutrition, people that really understood human nutrition. And I started to understand about cellular communication, cellular enhancement, the intestines, 
how that 70% of our immune system is located in our intestines. And once you get the intestines cleaned out and functioning properly, the rest of the body takes care of itself. Started changing my diet. I became a vegetarian overnight. Within two, three weeks, I became a vegan. And I know that word has a lot of, uh, there's a lot that goes with that word, being a vegan. Uh, so I basically like to tell people that I'm 100% plant-based. I haven't had an animal product in 13 years. And I literally have not had a headache in 13 years. I haven't taken a bufferin, an aspirin. I've taken nothing. I live in physical bliss every single second of every single day. Uh, I roofed for 27 years, 100 miles an hour like a madman, and I live in complete physical bliss in a pain-free body. I'm 52 years old. I never felt like this in my entire life. I'm stronger than I've ever been. I have the blood work to prove it. Um, so that's how it all started. And I started working with people. Right when I got on this journey, I'd come back and I started growing wheatgrass and I started messing with probiotics and started to work with the intestines and the bacterias and the colon and elimination diseases. And I'm working with people with diverticulitis, acid reflux, sleep apnea, Crohn's, colitis, diarrhea, constipation, all these things. And I saw them all get better. I've never seen what we're doing not work when people choose to make some changes and incorporate what we're offering into their lives. I've never seen anyone not get, get better, dramatically better. Mm, mm. So who were some of these people that, uh, kind of the nutritionists that once you, you know, you had this experience and you, you started learning about it, who are kind of these leaders in the field that you kind of uh, latched onto and read about or, or talked with or that kind of kept you educating yourself? Okay, there's been some major players, and, and, and I, I worked really hard to get, to, to get into these, these people's worlds. Um, like most people, uh, I saw the movie uh, Meet Your Meat, uh, Peaceable Kingdom, I think. It was Peaceable Kingdom. That was the first movie I saw about the animals, and I know that's not the place to go with people, but when I saw the movie, then I made the connection that I was eating that, mm. and, and I was like, I was eating these things, and they, they, they were dead, and, and it was, I just didn't like, didn't like, I never made the connection. I never realized I was eating animals, to be honest with you. I just was just eating. Mm. And uh, so I saw that movie, and then like most people, I mean, The China Study is the first book I read that opened up my eyes with the science behind human nutrition, how we were all born vegans, uh, regardless of blood type or any other type of nonsense that they sell you out there. Human beings were born vegans. That's, that's, that's the way we're designed. And the China study will prove that out, and it will prove how cancer by animal proteins will cause cancer. It's not, the science is there, and so that was the first book. So I give him a lot of credit. Um, however, the guy that really hit me home was uh, Bill Tuttle, William Tuttle. He wrote the, uh, the World Peace Diet. Mm -hmm. A thing I read in there that made complete sense was every time we eat, it's the transformation of energy. And when I read that, I was like, that makes sense. I'm eating death, violence, anxiety, fear, and the transformation of energy. And then I started eating fruits, vegetables, growing my own wheatgrass, juicing, and I was getting the energy from the sun and, and nature and the earth, and I, I felt completely different. I, I was happier than I ever was. I had more energy. I have more energy than anyone I've ever met in my life, and if people who know me will, will tell you the first thing they say is, They'd love to have the energy that I have. I, I'm never tired. Um, I don't even get a headache, like I said. I mean, I get headaches from living in the world type of the madness type headaches, but never mm. a physical, painful headache. So like I said, I, I, I should be at 52 years old, roofing for 27 years. I should be lugging myself around the planet like most people. However, 
I, I move like a, a hundred miles an hour all the time. And I, I love the way that I feel. Yeah. So it's amazing to me, right? So this kind of transformation 13 years ago for yourself, you know, we have, what's scary to me is we have had the information for longer than that, right? We've had the China study. We've had the, the real science saying this. And I think kind of why the movement now in, in kind of this plant-based uh, vegan movement is finally getting some momentum behind it is because of the internet, uh, because of the fact that, you know, a doctor like Colin T. Campbell and, and Michael Greger and these guys that have been doing this for years now have these platforms that they're able to, you know, tell their story and, and tell the facts instead of, you know, everything that we see is only an advertisement, right? You know, 15 years ago, everything we saw was just ads, right? That's, that's how we made our decisions. And now with the internet, which is cool, you know, we can really do the digging if we want to do the digging and see all the information out there. <clears throat> so your, your story just, not only because it was 13 years ago that you, you, drew, you know, made this connection, but also kind of, you know, you're this blue collar guy, which, you know, to this day to get like a blue collar guy to even consider eating plant-based is like, you know no chance right yeah, I know. <laughs> so, that's why so. that's why i feel like i've had such a i've worked with tens of thousands of people have come to the green light tens of thousands of people are, are questioning their food choices because they have chosen to come to the green light and and everyone's on this path now the, the meat and dairy industry they, they, they can't contain it anymore this it doesn't make sense to anyone with common sense and i used to argue with people about who say you need animal protein to build muscle mass and all that and I'm like, if you think that you're ever going to nourish yourself eating decomposing dead animals that got 100% of their protein from plants, because all the animals we eat, and people are stunned by this statement, but and I was stunned by it when I realized that every animal that I'm conditioned to consume to get protein got 100% of their protein from plants. Every cow, pig, turkey, chicken, they're all vegans. And if you want to take it a step further, they're all raw vegans. Mm -hmm. And if you ever saw a Clydesdale, strong as a bull, you hear these sayings, oh, my God, the guy's an ox. These are all vegans. They're all powerful animals. They're all very muscular animals. And, and all they eat is plants. So all protein comes from plants. All nutrients come from plants. Even the carnivores get all their, 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 their necessary nutrients from eating vegans. That's what they do. So... That's when I made that connection. I was like, okay, and now we're going to eat, you know, stolen secretions of raped animals. We call it dairy, and we're going to consume the acidic fluids and inflammatory fluids from other species that were never meant to be digested by the human body. The proteins in, in milk and cow's milk is so disastrous to the human body. It state, causes states of oxygen deprivation, acidic conditions, inflammation, all the things required for disease is in those is in those in those non-food items that we choose to call food. So, yeah. So at what point does um, the whole green light thing start? Actually, four years ago, September 21st, we yeah. opened a little teeny store in Pembroke, Massachusetts in the middle of nowhere. I got out of the roofing business and I built a little store in Pembroke. Like I said, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's got no line of sight. It was, a, it was an absolute horrendous, horrendous location. 
Um, we had no website for the first 18 months. We did not spend a single penny on advertising in the first 16 months. We just put a little, a little sign out front, said Juice Bar Open. It was 700 square feet. It was me and my wife, Rosangela. We opened the store. That was the extent of, of, of the green light. And I was in the back making all the juices and smoothies. My wife was in the front running the register and doing the wheatgrass and educating the customers. And the first day, a few people came in, and I thought we were in big trouble. Uh, I remember the day I was in the back, and I had all this produce, and, and my eyes are filling up. I said, I'm in big trouble. I sold everything. I put all our money into this little store, and no one's coming. My wife walks out back. I'm in the back next to the juicers. I got tears in my eyes. I'm like, I put myself in a horrible situation. I put my wife in a horrible situation. <laughs> we're in tough shape. And, and, and I said, I said, Rosangela, no, no one's coming. No one's coming. So she put her arm around me. I'll always remember this moment in my life because it was a profound moment. She puts her arm around me and gives me a kiss and says, don't worry, they'll come. No sooner she said that, two people walked in, and then two more, and then two more. And by the 11th day, the place was cranking. And then I started holding raw food classes. I started doing seminars. And that little, little piece of paradise, magic place, if you will, ran hard for three years until the lease ran out. And then we opened a store in Duxbury, and we decided not to renew the lease because of the location. And with our beautiful store we have in Duxbury, we could, which was eight minutes away, we could send everybody over there. So that's how it started. I don't know, how, going back, I don't know how I really was thinking, but after four months after opening Pembroke, I came to Marshfield. I rented this 2,000 square foot kitchen we're sitting in right now. <laughs> it was pitch black. It used to be a, a bakery, and it was really not the nicest place to be. And, and I signed a, signed a three-year lease, a $150,000 lease. I don't know what I was thinking. We were open four months in, in Pembroke, and I'm opening <laughs> up another store in Marshfield. But something told me to do it. I was told that if you choose to help people, which is the whole reason why we do what we do at the Greenlight, our sole purpose basically is to, is to provide an opportunity for others who choose to participate in what we're offering to dramatically change their health through education and the experiences that, that they have when they start coming to the green light and they start drinking wheatgrass, start doing green juices, start with smoothies, and then they start eating the amazing granola we make and the truffles and the cream, and they get the whole vibe, and they talk to the other clients that come in there, and it's like a little community that we chose to build. And the people came, and we're very grateful for every person that chose to walk through our doors every day. But, uh, and I've had a front row seat to all of this, and it, it's been amazing to see people transform. Their eyes go from yellow to white within days. It's, it's really fascinating how the human body can recover from years of, 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 of abuse. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, and to just kind of touch on kind of the whole going back to your father, and I, I had a similar um, kind of experience recently with uh, my grandmother. And, you know, there's this two, three month period where she's dying and, you know, same sort of thing, making trips into the emergency room. And, you know, I, I go down to try to, you know, one morning just to get a coffee and you can't, there's no, there's no almond milk. There's no, you know, soy milk. It's, it's cream and it's, it's whole milk at the hospital. Yep. And then, and then, you know, there's the buffet of the, of the eggs and the sausage and the bacon and. Like, I, I couldn't eat anything there. I couldn't even, at you know, a get a, at a at hospital. A hospital. Yes. And I couldn't even get, you know, a coffee with some non-dairy milk in it. Yep. And, um, you know, similar, similar in just watching my grandmother die just on drugs, just, you know, 
doing nothing about, you know, not treating the cause, right? Just managing the symptoms and trying to, you know, just manage the disease until she died, right? So just the whole kind of realization that, you know, when it comes to your health and when it comes to medicine that, you know, we live in a society that treats symptoms. It doesn't address the underlying cause of your problem, which is your diet and lifestyle in over, I would argue, over 90% of cases of, of, of cancer and, and all, all kind of modern Western lifestyle diseases are, are in fact, lifestyle. Um, so it's amazing that, to me, like hearing your story and that you've been doing this so long, when I discovered this three years ago, um, myself, a part of me was pissed off that I had gone, you know, at the time, 25 years of my life without knowing this, being told my entire life the wrong thing. Um, was there any sort of initial, like, aspect of being a little pissed off that you were kind of this, this not only this kind of puppet in the big system, but just told the wrong thing. Uh, uh, pissed off is, 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 would be a compliment uh, from the journey, <laughs> to the journey I went through, and I'm willing to share this with you. And uh, you talked about your grandmother and my father. Nothing in the hospitals do anything to boost your immune system. The only thing that can keep you well. All they choose to do is brainwash you into compromising your immune system through radiation, chemotherapy, and drugs. You use the word medicine, which is so overly, ridiculously inappropriate in the conventional medicine aspect. Uh, it's not medicine at all. It's drugs. Um, medicine is wheatgrass. Medicine is green juices. That's medicine. Uh, every drug they, they gave your grandmother, they gave my father, all the chemo, they ripped out his spleen. It was just the, the most madness. Only in an unconscious world can you pull that off. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a dear friend that I grew up with, my next-door neighbor, uh, I love her. She, she, she's amazing. She's well-known. I don't want to give out her name. But two months ago, she called me. She was having a major, major back operation. She was heading to Mass General. Took her years to get the surgeon and get it all lined up. And they cut her open. It was, it was and, and for this part of medicine, I give them lots of credit. Car accidents, broken bones. Yeah. Heads, you know, transplants. Trauma. Yeah, yeah, trauma. And even going to eating, eating yourself into a condition where your knees are gone, where you, where, where you have to get new knees because you deteriorated your, yourself from, from, from diet. The, the knee replacements, hip replacements, improved quality of life. That, that, that's not the problem. That, that, they, deserve, they deserve applause for that. Mm. But as far as intestinal diseases, cancer and disorders, so-called diseases, they, they have failed miserably, um, beyond miserably. And it's all done by design, unfortunately, and I found that out the hard way. When I figured out this journey I was on, I saw every person that came and, and, and I worked with get better and better and better. I literally went to a hospital, a local hospital. I will not give out the name. But I went to what you talked about being pissed because I saw my father. And when I realized that he was killed, he didn't die, he was murdered. Mm. I said, wow, that's really painful and, and absurd. And they're doing it over and over hundreds of thousands of times a year. They condition people into doing choices that make no sense. And they, 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 they do treatments that make your hair fall out and you violently puke. And they call that, that's the way to, that's the way to wellness is poisoning people to death uh, and destroying their immune systems and somehow miraculously they're gonna they're, they're gonna heal themselves from from disorders I was I, I was I was beyond furious so once I learned all this and I, I, I was hundred percent success rate I, I went to the hospital and I went I met with the director of operations over there and I started telling them about my 
my experiences with such passion and enthusiasm, and I was so excited. I said, we can get a kiosk in here. We can get a little juice bar in here. We can get a little green light here. We can help so many people yeah. because I figured if I'm going to help sick people or if I choose to provide an opportunity to help the sick people because that's all we can do with the green light is provide the opportunity. At the end of the day, it's up to the individual to, to choose to make choices in their life, which they are totally entitled to, 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 to do. They, they wanted no part. And the guy literally looked at me and said, we don't want any part of any of your programs. And talk about, talk about devastating. I looked at the guy and I went from being this, this, this inspirational, just so full of passion about mm. the opportunity because all the sick people are at hospitals, right? So I figured that makes sense. Go there, help the people that are sick. Yeah. When the guy told me he wanted no part of any of my programs, I, I, I was confused. And then I was like, wait a minute, I just didn't hear what this guy said. So I said, excuse me. I said, are you telling me that you could care less? about the health and the well-being of the residents of the South Shore. And he looked right at me and shook his head and said, that's what I'm saying, with this big smirk. Wow. And I said, oh, my God. I became enraged. And I remember all I, all I could do, I could hear my father talking to me, and he said, get out of here. Get out of this place. Mm. Get out of here. So I literally listened to my father out of respect and I just said oh I told myself you got to remove yourself from this situation so I get up and I looked at the guy I guess the way I looked at the guy the guy was a little scared and by the time I got outside his door these two goons came out of nowhere and got on either side of me and I, I said to them I said don't touch me I'm leaving don't touch me so they walked me out of the building and and, and thank god they didn't touch me and I went outside, I got in my car, I was literally shaking. I didn't know how, how to handle what I had just experienced. So I went home, I told my wife. That night, I, live in Duck, I lived in Duxbury at the time and no one knows where I live. And I am in bed at 10.30 at night and there's a pounding on the door and I'm like, what is going on here? So I open up the door and it's the constable serving me a restraining order that I am to never, ever step foot on the property unless I have a medical condition, oh ever. My God. So I have a restraining order from this hospital that I was offering my services to help the people. And I guess, I'm sure, I'm sure I, I just the way I looked at the guy, I'm sure he was scared and, 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 and he does not, so... I said, okay, game on. And that's when I said, that's not going to work. Go into the hospitals, go into conventional medicine. You're never going to make a difference. If you really choose to spend the rest of your life, provide an opportunity for people, all I meditated on and all I heard was open, loving, non-threatening places. Mm. And the people will come that are supposed to. Open, loving, non-threatening places. Open, loving, non-threatening places. That's all I heard. So that's how I opened the Pembroke. Me and my wife opened the Pembroke store, the green light. And that's what we did. That's what Pembroke was. It was a loving, non-threatening non place where people could come in, look around, and walk out. Come in, look around, ask some questions, order a smoothie. And before you know it, they're doing shots of wheatgrass, shots of ginger. And, and they're, they're smiling. They're happy. Saturday mornings in Pembroke was one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen. Every Saturday was the same scene. Place packed, packed full of kids drinking green smoothies. Parents happy. Everybody joyful. It was quite a place. Mm -hmm. So what was the biggest challenge with opening the first one? And um, was, it, was it pretty just constant stream of people kind of nope. right away or what i mean what was what was the biggest challenge and how'd you how'd you get the word out about it in facebook. facebook facebook saved our ass i don't yeah. know anything about facebook and i'm not i, I have no social media <laughs> skills at all this is my first podcast ever so so uh 
I, Facebook saved us. People were coming in there. were taking pictures of the wheatgrass. We were growing sunflower sprouts, pea greens. I mean, you asked earlier some of the play people that, that inspired me. Uh, Hippocrates Health Institute 13 years ago was a crazy, beautiful, amazing, inspirational place. That's where I got inspired. Um, they've changed a little bit since then. They built these big, massive buildings, and, 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 and I liked the older Hippocrates better. It was more vibrant, more, more healing, in my opinion, but Hippocrates Health Institute in Florida is the most amazing place on the planet. Anyone who's, who hears this and, 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 and is thinking about alternative um, ways to heal themselves, uh, it's the place. The guy's name is Brian Clement. I owe Brian a lot. Uh, he's inspired me a lot. He's been doing it a long, long time. Um, but that's one of the, another guy that's really helped me. Gabriel Cousins is another leader in this field. He's got the type 2 diabetes figured out 30 years ago. Um, so this, there's been a few, few, few amazing people I've met, and, and, it's, and for whatever reason, I, I was fortunate enough to find my purpose. I'm very, um, I'm very committed to, to, to what I've chosen to do with my life. Yeah. So this um, Dave's Raw Foods, is this a way to kind of reach more people and, and kind of get... Uh yeah, get your get your brand out to a outside of the South Shore. Yeah, that- hopefully my, my intention behind our intention, I like to use what I not mine, but our intention with Dave's Raw Food is to create a, a a character, if you will, like a little crusader of health, kind kind of like the Braggs and the other guys, and you know, like Paul Newman, everyone knows his face. That's why we put, we put a little image of Raw Dave on the bat packages. And Raw Dave is going to open up culinary school, and we're going to have educational components, and we're going to be able to teach raw food classes as well as 100% plant-based cooking classes because to be 100% raw is very difficult and unrealistic for, for 99% of the population, and, and it's not really that necessary if, to go 100% raw if you choose to be super healthy. I'm not 100% raw. I, I, I'm very close. I do eat, I do eat quinoa and, 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 and beans once in a while. That, that's how much about what I deviate from a raw food, but, but 90% of the food I consume is, is 100% raw, and, and I reap the benefits, and I would never do anything that would jeopardize. I would never choose to do anything that would jeopardize the way that I feel because to live in a pain-free body, um, and look at Brady, look at Tom Brady, right? He's, he's heading this way, and, 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 mm-hmm. and people are making fun of him left and right uh, with his avocado ice cream and all, and all that and, and how skinny he is and all that. But uh, he, 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 he's, he's, he's on this. He's, he, he, he's coming. He, he's, he's heading in the right direction, and that's one of the reasons why he, he like he talks about, he, he, he doesn't have any pain. He feels no pain. He, he's not sore. He's, he's, he, your body's amazing, and your body will do, my body anyway, will do anything I ask for as long as I ask because I choose to nourish it with, with real human food. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is the biggest challenge when somebody comes to an education class or somebody comes into the green light and they're asking about kind of, you know, changing to a more plant-based diet. And what would you say the biggest challenge uh, is to get somebody to just buy in, to just say, look, you know, put the protein, carb, sugar mindset, just, just stop thinking about all of that and just eat whole plant foods. That's the only thing you need to do. That's the only thing you need to think about. Stop thinking about sugar. Stop thinking about all this stuff. Eat whole plant foods. Um, I try to drive that message home as much as I can, you know, remove the word protein, remove the word carbs. Um, and it's, it's people just still, still ask about those things. 
And um, so what would you say the biggest challenges for most people coming in that want to make a change? Biggest challenges are very consistent and they're all the same. Yeah. Obviously, where am I going to get my protein? Yeah. Animals are the best source of protein. They're the worst source of protein. Animal proteins cause cancer. It's 2017. So that's one of the things. And then I ask the people, well, how much protein do you need? And they're like, well, I have no idea. I say, so I'd be like, okay, you have no idea how much protein you need, but you think you're going to be protein deficient if you don't eat plant-based diet. A plant-based diet is the most protein-rich diet on the planet Earth. It's the most assimilated, the highest quality. People get hung up on the word protein. They get hung up on the word calcium, and they get hung up on the word calories, caloric mm. intake. Caloric intake is a horrible way to measure weight loss and weight gain. It's the quality of the calorie, and just as important, it's the digestibility of that calorie and the utilization of that calorie. When you're, eating, when you're eating meat, which is nothing but, but decomposing dead animals, and when I made that connection, that was a big turning point in my life. I'm eating decomposing dead animals to feed a live, vibrant body. It doesn't work. The science behind it will prove otherwise. So once you eliminate that, and then they realize the animals they're eating get all their protein from, 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 from plants, you can't deny that. So I don't argue. I used to argue, and patience is, is one of my problems because I, I hate to see humans suffering. I understand yeah. it's part of the human condition. But behind the human suffering is the animal suffering, is the plant. My poor mother is, 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 is being violated as we speak every second of every day. So the mother's taking a beating. The animals are living a horrific life, in, life and in turn, we're, 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 no one gets away from eating that. I don't care how you look at it. If you choose to consume animal proteins, you will not be, you cannot be healthy, vibrant. It, it will catch up to you over time. When you're young, you can eat a lot of things that, that, that you shouldn't eat and you can get away with it. But the older you get in the quality of the life and the energy that you have in your energy, I know lots of rich people that, that are unhealthy and they're not happy. I know a lot of people that don't have a lot of money that are healthy that are happy. So health is, 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 you can't be super happy if you're not healthy because mm. you don't have the energy to do things that you would like to do. Mm. So yeah. the, that, those are the three resistance. And, and people are conditioned for their whole life. They've been told to eat you know, milk does a body good, animal protein, eggs of all things. Eggs, eggs is the perfect food. It's the most horrific food for humans. Mm. You know, we have yeah. an inability to digest the cholesterol that is in an egg, and the cholesterol takes the place of oxygen in the bloodstream, which creates, which creates states of oxygen deprivation, which causes cellular mutation, which causes cancer. So there's only one species on the entire planet Earth that has a digestive system that has the ability to digest the cholesterol that's in an egg, and that is a fox, and the fox eats them raw. So when we're harvesting human nutrition from a hen's ass, we have a problem. <laughs> so that's when I made a connection. I used to love eggs. I used to have six yeah. egg omelets. And yeah. then people were like, Same where here. does an egg come from? <laughs> it comes from a hen's ass. I'm eating, I'm eating things coming out of something's, someone's ass. I'm like, yeah. wow, this is, doesn't make any How the, My hat's off to the conditioning. They, they had me. They had me 100%. Mm -hmm. I was eating the eggs thinking that I, that was a good, perfect food. Lots of protein in an egg. It's, it's full of cholesterol and, and unnatural to eat something like that. And then we're cooking that. A, which makes it even more horrific for the mm -hmm. human body. Yeah, it's funny how blinded we get just by that Unconscious. word. Unconscious. And, and just by that word protein, though, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When we eat a piece of chicken or, or uh, you know, piece of the, you know, the quote-unquote lean, lean, lean uh, grass-fed uh, meats uh, and all this. Grass-fed, the grass-fed, they drag it's grass-fed because it's healthy. If you go to Whole Foods, you'll, you, you'll see that all of our, all of our animals are, are, are born, raised, and harvested on, on grass-fed. 
they use the word harvested now to harvest harvesting animals. They're harvesting animals like they grow in rows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and they have a license to sell sell animal carcasses. I, I was reading this in the wall of Whole Foods and they have a they have a picture they are licensed from the town the city allowing them it says this this permit allows you whole foods to sell animal carcasses <laughs> to people <laughs> and I'm like who could post this up on the wall oh i can sell animal carcasses okay <laughs> who the hell is going to buy them who's going to buy an animal carcass well hundreds of millions of people yeah. are buying them it, it's nothing funny about it, it yeah. it's, it's frightening yeah. it but is. but it is frightening and that that's one of the parts of the awakening of coming this way you, you look at the madness for what it is it, it, you, it's perplexed you're like looking at it going ah, you can't get such a vast understanding it's uncomprehendable to understand how we got here how we got it. Absolutely. How can we be so confused? If with these, these, these million dollar x-rays machines and these things, you go to these hospitals, they, they, the money they are spending, the trillions and trillions of dollars. Stop eating animals, close up shop, everybody can go home <laughs> yeah. next Friday, okay? <laughs> yeah. We're shutting this place down, okay? <laughs> and this whole economy in, in, in America, is, is, it's all driven by cancer. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the biggest yeah. economic driver we have right now is, yeah. is from the rehabs, from the people stroking out and the it's all it's all craziness, but you can't be part of the crazy. It's important that when you choose to focus on the light, I don't get angry anymore. I don't yeah. argue with people if they start saying, you need to eat animals. And, and then you're looking, you're like, whoa, you're angry, man. What's up with that? And <laughs> yeah. They're not building hospitals for, for vegans, I'm exactly. telling you. People be plant-based, they're not, they're not building hospitals for us. Those <laughs> places are full of meat eaters. And then I'll take it a step further. Go to any prison in the world, see how many vegans are in there, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of plant eaters behind Bars, you know Absolutely. I mean? Now, Mike Tyson, the guy's the guy's the guy, uh, fascinating man. We'll say that, but he's a vegan now. And have, have you noticed how, how how more peaceful he is, and how 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 much more he's 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 liking who he is and in his life around him, and, and and all that. When when he was when he was 24 years old eating meat, he was he was a violent, vicious, friggin' you know, yeah. maniac. So 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 to touch on that, yeah. right? And this is something I. I try to explain to people when we were talking a little bit about this before uh, we hopped on the podcast here, but there's some sort of spiritual, I call it spiritual, you, you know, call it whatever you want, but some sort of thing that happens where you just become so much more at ease, so much more comfortable with yourself, um, and you not only are... You know, you're you're no longer short-tempered. You're you're very much at ease. And I, and in my book that I wrote, I talk a lot about how it affected my relationships, and how I just never thought food would affect something like that. And it does. And I, you know, I tell this story of um, <clears throat> my girlfriend coming home one night uh, after work, you know, and she's complaining about work and she's having an issue at work and whatnot. And up to that point, you know, I was, I was, a you know, a few months into kind of making a transition to plant-based and, uh, normally I would just kind of be like, look, you know, just don't, don't bother, you know, don't bring the, the negative energy home. And I kind of just, I, you know, in hindsight, I was a, I was an asshole, you know, I just like, you know, would kind of just be like, just figure it out. And, you know, like whatever, you know, and, uh, for some reason that night, you know, it was the first kind of confrontation I had had since making this change in my life. And I sat there and I just listened 
for the first time in my life, I really listened to someone else's problems and digested it and, you know, gave my advice and supported her. And I expected her to, I don't know what I expected her to do, but she just hugged me. And I had never had that type of, you know, if you want to call it being present or you want to call it whatever you want to call it, but there was this consciousness. Yes. I had never had that connection with, with someone else. It's amazing, yes. Before then. It's, it's, that's, and I literally, yeah, I, you know, I'm sitting here getting emotional about yeah. it because it's... It's, it's raw. It's raw emotion. That's, that's raw, what happens. Man. All this shit comes out. You can't prevent it. It's a painful journey. You say... The human Yes, the human comes out Yes, and then yeah. that... There's lots that goes into this journey, and it's an amazing journey, but it's been extremely painful at times. But you said your girlfriend came and gave you a hike. That moment that there's always someone that picks you up. I wouldn't be where I am today. <clears throat> I met this amazing woman, my wife, who, who's 100% behind me and beside me, I should say, in this. She's the best grower of wheatgrass in the country. When I met her, she had no idea. She, and she started watching me and, and watching my lifestyle and bought into what I was doing. And she's an enormous part of my life. And you talk about a spiritual connection. I've never had another connection like I have with this woman or with any other human being on the mm. planet. I never even could fathom that this type of spiritual connection could ever exist. This love, respect, admiration, this oneness. It, it's all benefited from... It all starts by, 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 by letting go of the animal proteins, all sources of it. It clogs your mind. It, it, it disrupts communication, never mind on a cellular level, on a universal level. It's, it's static. You, you, you're preventing yourself from, from, from getting to that place of oneness that you talked about and the, and the place of peace amongst the madness in the world in which we live. It is madness. It's obvious. I don't watch any TV. That's one of those things I gave up a long time ago. Yeah. I'm 13. I don't watch any TV. I don't. I haven't touched. I will not physically touch a newspaper. I won't even like pass it to someone if they saw it and they say, hey, "Can you pass me that newspaper?" I will not even physically touch it. I don't want to be part of that. I try to be, be try to, like you said. You don't. You didn't want to be part of the negativity, <clears throat> so you try to protect yourself because you're so sensitive now because <clears throat> you're no longer numbing yourself with with non-food items and becoming lethargic and unconscious and. And it takes away your passion and, and, and never finding your true purpose. I would never find my true purpose if I, if I didn't give up. I, I'm grateful for this. I know I was chosen for, for, to do this because I wouldn't be given all this passion and, and, and knowledge and expertise and relentlessness to, to continue my, the, the mission of the green light. It, it, it's a gift. Yeah, and I think uh there's certain things kind of just within the past three years with me and doing this podcast and you know trying to spread the word and um i i imagine the same thing kind of happened to you but when you come at it from a place of helping others that's things, the only way to come from that's the only place where i live yeah. i live from a, a desire and passion to provide that opportunity that may ignite something in someone else that mm benefits their life yeah and, and it, i get paid that's that's my reward for and what I do. at least for me um when and i do like you come at it with from that place and you know it's the when, only way it works it's the only way yeah, it works. you can't when, come from anger and frustration and what are you doing stop eating the animals man you're gonna get sick you want to yeah. die go ahead, go ahead eat the animals absolutely you know, arrogant who do you think you are these innocent living beings we're slaughtering them by the billions yeah who do we think we are you yeah. can't go there it exactly. doesn't work it just exactly. brings one of the darkness and when you're in the darkness you come across as this offensive violent angry guy that's not the way to do it yeah you gotta show love and compassion for all absolutely Even the media, i don't judge any i try not to judge to the best of my ability 
we're all one. There's no them. It's only it's, it's only us. There's, there, we're, we're all in this together. We're all in this journey together. Mm. And if our worlds collide, you know, I just met you literally before this, two minutes before we started this thing. And I already feel like I, I know exactly. I'm connected with you. I understand exactly. Like, there's no doubt you're a good man. You know what I mean? You're compassionate and loving and caring. And you're doing these things for what other reason? To, then to, someone's going to listen to this thing and go, geez, you know, that guy sounded a little crazy, but he made a lot of sense. That's what I hear from feedback. But... We're, 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 there's an opportunity here to, to, to partake in another way of life that, that's going to benefit you. So do it selfishly, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> you get the friggin', you know, you get the friggin'. I'm going to buck ten in my sleep peacefully. Yeah, right? exactly. No exactly. doubt. No doubt. No it, one's going to wipe my ass. Nothing. I, I'm going solid. Yeah. It, it's it's one of the for me. It's it's like the coolest thing to do for a living. I'm grateful. Uh, because you're not only helping others and helping animals and helping yep. the planet um but you know it, it's also it's also a, a huge opportunity because nobody's doing it um so it's like kind of this perfect for me as kind of like you know in you as an entrepreneur it's this awesome like opportunity yes. you're and, and at the same no time doubt. you're changing lives it's like it's like to me, greatest it's the, gift it's of the all. greatest gift. It's the greatest gift, gift of all. How, how, it how, is. how fortunate am I? I've literally seen yeah. people turn their whole lives around, and I get accolades all the time. It's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, I'm looking for in their eyes. Every time mm. I meet anybody, the first thing I do, they come through the green light looking for help. As I look at their eyes, and I'm looking at their eyes saying, okay, the potential that's here for this person, to, to if, they could, if I could choose to motivate them, hopefully, and inspire them to take a first step and then have the experience of what it feels like to start feeling healthy and start having some energy, and then knowing that you played a role in that, and then they go on to be this this ambassador as the I have lots of people that are doing amazing things and affecting many other people's lives by and knowing that I played a role in that I'm like F and A man it's yeah. good stuff isn't it? Ah. it it's it's amazing and uh, yeah just just over the past you know 22 23 weeks now doing this podcast and getting getting people reaching out and saying wow you know I I, I gave the, that a shot for two weeks you know I'm you know, three weeks later, I was off my medication. Just, just those stories are just what makes it all worth it. I've never seen it not work. I, I've never, I've seen, never it seen it not work. work. I've never <laughs> seen people eliminate animal protein, go on a plant-based diet, and not become this 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 super fit, friggin' happy cat. Going, wow! I never thought that. Yeah, wow, yeah, you know? <clears throat> yeah. And and of course, it's got to be done right. Right, it has to be done you know, right. We were talking yes. about and you can't how, do it overnight either. It's yeah. a process. You can't. Everyone wants. Damn, what'd you have this morning? What'd you go me through your whole day? What'd you get up? Okay, you get up. What'd you do first thing? What'd you yeah, eat? I want to get up? fit in one week. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're no. riddled with drugs, and they're three hundred pounds. Their cholesterol is three forty, and yeah. they 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 can't even get out of a chair without without an effort. Like <laughs> make yeah. a noise. You know what I mean? You go to Outback any night of the week and watch those people leaving the place, not going in. They're all excited to go in. Watch them coming out. They're, they're staggering to their cars. They're telling their wives, never again are we coming. I don't feel good at all. I, you know. But when they first get there, they're ordering the blooming onion and all the other things. Yeah. They're all excited. It's not the way it works. Yeah. It, to feel good, it's all personal choice. Yeah. How far do you think we are away from, you know, kind of whether it's plant-based or, or veganism being normal? Okay. Uh, some days I think we're two minutes away. Some days I think we're two million years away, yeah. um, depending on the visuals of that day. However, there's a lot of things that are coming because the science and the Internet, like you talked about, is proving it beyond a reasonable doubt to a com person with common sense who chooses to look at it and not argue and make ridiculous things about we've been eating animals forever, blah, blah, blah. It's in the Bible, blah, blah, blah. 
just make a conscious decision. Of eating dead animals, prove to me how it's going to nourish a human cell. We're first and foremost electric beings. All our cells are firing all the time. We are, we are an amazing electric being. And when you feed it death, it does not feed the body. It's impossible. And it causes all the type of colon cancers, all that meat sitting at 98 degrees, undigested in your intestinal tract, rotting 24-7, fermenting, sticking to the walls of the intestines, preventing the absorption of nutrients from entering the bloodstream. Most important nutrient in the human body is oxygen. You want to prevent oxygen from going to a cell? That's how you create cancer. When the oxygen gets suffocated, every cell in the human body requires oxygen to reproduce. It is the most important nutrient on the planet for a human being, and when you disrupt that, delivery of that cell through the veins, arteries, and capillaries, that cell suffocates, mutates, and turns into a cancer. Cancer cells are the only cells in the body that can duplicate without oxygen. That's why when you have states of oxygen deprivation, you have people riddled with cancer. You reverse those conditions through the intestines, get the intestines clean, get oxygen to the bloodstream, get oxygen to the tumor. Cancer cannot survive in an oxygenated environment. It's a fact. The biggest thing for, for, for can killing of cancer cells is broccoli sprouts. John Hopkins discovered that many, many years ago. It goes in and it attacks cancer cells only. It is the most powerful cancer killer there is. Broccoli sprouts. You will not find one single broccoli sprout at Dana-Farber. You will not find one mm -hmm. broccoli sprout in any conventional hospital in America. And we know it's the number one killer of cancer cells and cancer cells only. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it's frustrating, but I, that's whatever that is, and a guy taught me a long time ago, Dave, whatever that is, that's not where you should focus your time. Yeah. You've got to focus on the positive. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, so quickly to touch on, you know, cancer research and, and that sort of stuff. Um, this summer I did both. I did the, um, I don't know if, if uh, I'm not sure which one it was, but Pan Mass Challenge, I think it's Dana Farber. So I did the Pan Mass Challenge, and I have, I have this buddy who, is plant-based. I've had him on the podcast and, you know, he had cancer, a cancer scare when he was, you know, 30 years old and, um, you know, became plant-based after the, the amazing thing with the, the cancer survivors. And, um, you know, when you, when your life's on the line, when your back's against the wall and your life depends on doing the research, everybody comes out plant-based. Um, because that's, <laughs> those are the facts, you know, but not until someone's life depends on it to make the change. But anyway, um, I wrote in it, and I don't like to support Dana-Farber. Um, I don't like to support cancer research. It's a good statement because the people, don't, the people don't realize and people, the truth behind it. You know, you say the word cancer, yeah. and you, I say things like, I don't support cancer yeah. research. Yeah. And people think, like, it's just the word cancer. Yeah. Like, in, in you saying... What you're putting in your mouth is what's causing your cancer. Yes. Like when you say that to someone, it's just such a. You can get a cheeseburger at Dana Farber. You can get a cheeseburger at Mass yeah. General. I was there three weeks ago. They were making grilling cheeseburgers. I haven't stepped foot in a hospital in 13 years, but I had to yeah. go. My friend asked me to go see her after the back surgery. Yep. And they told her, you've got to go home and you've got to eat as much animal protein as you can so these tissues will, will, will rejuvenate themselves. And I, I was crying. I'm like, listen, I can't help you in here. Yeah. You've got to get out of here so I can help you. Yeah. So that's, that's it's insane. So. Uh, I just took, again, I haven't been to a hospital in years either. I just took my, uh, my other grandmother, um, to, she had like a, you know, checkup, uh, in it, in at Mass General. And I took her in, 
Uh, you know, since the last time I had been to a hospital, nothing had changed food-wise and things like that. But the doctor literally, so my grandmother has been fortunate enough to, you know, live to, she's 86 now. And, uh, you know, she's, she's still very active and, you know, it's certainly not due to a plant plant-based diet i think it's, it's her more, attitude it's her, her attitude, attitude. And her she's, lo- soft love exactly yes. she, she likes herself she's yeah. up she's up on the treadmill at 6 a.m yeah. every day in her basement she's passion for life and she has she has a schedule that's like you know the yeah. president's schedule she's active, baby. Yeah. she's yeah she's active it's and the that, self-loathing people that that, that yeah. and there's lots of self-loathing unfortunately in yeah. order to get healthy you got to learn to like yourself and love yourself your, 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 your grandmother likes herself she knows she's a good person she's yeah she likes life and she's participating and that's that's a big part of that's a big part of it huge and uh but anyway so this doctor and of course you know it's my grandmother Mm -hmm. and you know i I want her around as long as possible this doctor looked right at her and he goes man you know you're at the age where you can now eat Eat whatever you want (laughs) and i was just like this freaking guy like Mm -hmm. i'm just like grandma we, we're getting the hell out of here you know and I've, I've recently you know gotten into her she's at least you know doing some green smoothies here and there and things like that you know and um so it, it's positive but you know it's you know she's still on the you know she's been on you know just like everybody else in america she's been on high blood pressure medication for 40 years yeah. And um, she's just not, customer. she's not a great cr- customer oh, for a yeah, the ideal they customer, her. right? Yeah, <laughs> customer for life, but, uh, diabetes, type 2 diabetes. <laughs> you know, they're, they're in the back clapping. We got customer for life out there. They've hit obesity. They yeah. never go back and they get morbidly obese. We got a customer for life. Yeah. They're yeah. all excited. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> back to, back to the, uh, you know, not supporting Dana Farber and people, people react like they're, you know, really offended when I say that. If we just took, a tenth of the money that's raised for these cancer research organizations and put it towards educating people on prevention, we would have a thousand times more impact on, on people's it lives. Would, it would end it all. You, you, it would, it would, you see trays exactly. of wheatgrass being walked into Just, to, to Dana Fah, but then, 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 then my hat's off. Give a guy... But they're so resistant. And they're, they're, yeah. they're, it's, it's, give a guy like you a billion line. dollars... Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I know you're gonna oh, you're gonna money. have a way bigger impact on people's lives and, and and kicking cancer's ass than a cancer research company can do. The green anyway, lights so, done. The green lights done more than Decatur Oncology that that supports the Patriots. <laughs> and I laugh. They go, "This is our 17th year rushing for a cure." Yeah, 17th year. Yeah. So 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 I ride in the FAMAS <laughs> challenge, right? Because. So, you know, and I've told my buddy my stance on it. And the reason he supports it is because, you know, he knows everybody's uneducated. And he knows if he didn't, if he didn't have Dana Farber when he was uh, 30, you know, and didn't have the support and didn't have the doctors that removed his tumor and all this, that, you know, he wouldn't, he maybe not be around, right? Um, and it led, it all led him to where he is now in a, in a healthy place in his life. Um, but the one reason I think twice about it is for children um and you know a kid does nothing to deserve a cancer diagnosis in in my standpoint adults that that have cancer you know i just and i know people aren't educated on it too that's what i have to keep in mind is that people don't know what they don't know i guess and 
But when, when I look at kids that get cancer, and it's likely due to what their parents ate all their lives and, and what they've been fed, you know, in their childhood. But that's the one thing where we do need the, the Dana Farbers of the world to at least treat the kid. Um, so there, there's a place for it, but there's got to be, uh, there's got to be some combination, right? There's got to be a combination of education. And if, like you said, you know, everybody has the right to eat and do whatever they exactly. want every day. I would never tell anybody what they should do. And, and, you know, if somebody chooses to smoke every day and they get lung cancer, I, I don't, you know, I'm not against, you know, places like Dana-Farber trying to cure those people. Like, that's, that's fine. But money needs to be put on the other side, and money needs to be put where people at least know that there's another option, right? Not... People that get cancer and, and don't think there's another option, that's, that, that's the big problem I see. People need to be educated and know there's another way. But they're too fear-based. They're too yeah. fear-based. They put so much fear that the fear makes the decisions, and they're not going to – you cannot criticize a doctor in a lab coat. It doesn't work. They're, they're pharmaceutical yeah. vending machines. They're, 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 the guy's a white coat. He's been to Harvard. He's been to this. He, he, he's, I, I'm doing what the doctor says. I see it all the time. I see people go choose not, not, not to partake in what we're offering and go the other way. And my, 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 my cousin died last year because of breast cancer, and if, if she just hung out – I did everything I could to try to get her to go to Hippocrates. I try, I try to participate in what we we're offering, but she chose conventional medicine. She lost every piece of hair on her whole head, her eyebrows, her eyelashes. Everything fell out, and I, I, I witnessed the whole madness. To the, I removed myself to the best I could because it was too painful for me to watch her do this to herself. But it's her life. It's her choice, and she, I, all I did was offer my, uh, offer my. She could have come live with me. I would have done anything, but at the end of the day, it's up to that individual. And so she, obviously, she did. She didn't make it. Yeah, but when when Jim when the Jimmy Fund, with the, with the, with the kids with cancer, every year they have the largest all you can eat ice cream eating contest to mm. raise money for kids with cancer. They're, they're feeding kids that dairy that we know caused cancer in 2017, and there's a little shout out the guy. I mean, he, I've done, he's done that video. You see what the health? Have you yeah, seen yeah. that? Doc? Yeah. That for people who are listening to this podcast who wants to who who can't believe that what you know that you don't support Dana Farmer and all this, but you have to watch that what what the health and you'll see why. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's a frightening. This parts of that are. Obviously, very disturbing, but I nothing was disturbing. I'm getting a freaking you know restraining order. That that's disturbing. Yeah, but, I can't believe that. But that's where you that's where you where a smart guy who really checks himself and says if you that's not how you help people, Dave. You don't go to the hospitals. They're not interested. So you're only banging your head against the insanity, and that's not how you're going to help anybody. Yeah. So that's why I let that all go. I don't have any. I try not to go there. But th- there is a way. We know the science behind it, and, and and it doesn't have to be this way. But it's going to take time. I mean, yeah. like the guy said, I mean, we, to fix an injustice, sometimes it takes hundreds of years. Yeah. So yeah. we asked how long it's going to take. But when Tom Brady retires and he starts opening up all his TB12s and he brings awareness to it, he, he's going to have an impact on all of us. We're all going to benefit from the residuals of Tom Brady. Open, he's opening, he's building yeah, 12 of them the right Especially in the Boston area. Yeah, yeah, he's building them all over the country. Right? He's got 12 of them. Under the TB12 uh, yeah. nutrition centers yeah. or whatever? Yeah. 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 And it, they won't, it won't be super expensive. I mean, six, all, his, all his products might not be super expensive, but... But he's going to raise awareness where, where you can go to the green light where we're where, where like mini little wellness centers that, that focus on, on, on the immune system. And everything at the green light is going to boost your immune system. We don't even have honey in any of our stores. We're yeah. 100% plant-based. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, 
Not that honey is. Going back to the Pan Mass Challenge there, <clears throat> same thing. You know, uh, you finish the ride on day one. Mm-hmm. Everybody's eating burgers and dogs. Uh, Outback, sponsored by Outback. I went to Is it sponsored by Outback? One of them. I went to the oh. thing. Of, it was a Relay for Life. Relay for Life. Relay for, for Life. And it was, Isn't it was, that incredible? I went there just to see the madness. In the beginning of this journey 13 years ago, I did it like a train wreck or a car wreck. Or you just, I couldn't look away. I had to really see that the madness. And when I went to Marshfield High School, had this big Relay for Life. And I went there, and it was sponsored by Outback. And as the runners were going around, they had, they had ribs. They were giving. I saw people running. They were eating ribs, ripping the meat off an an animal's rib cage for, to, to raise money for cancer research. That's that's where it, it doesn't get funny ever. Yeah. But it gets so it's gets so disturbing and so discouraging when you're looking at this madness and all the money they're raising and you're like, you should be planting wheatgrass. Let's get some broccoli sprouts in there. Yeah. It sounds absurd, but it's the yeah, way it's I the know. truth. The truth in a world full of lies is met with resistance, obviously. It's ridiculed and violently opposed. That's the truth. That's what happens. The three stages of truth. I've yeah. been ridiculed, believe me, by thousands. I've been violently opposed, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and it's going to be widely accepted at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, if you know, we don't de- de- destroy mother, then there could happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So have you um, kind of done any research or. or, or been in contact with uh, kind of anything clean meat related because I think it's a very interesting uh, field right now. Do you know anything about clean meat? Clean meat. Clean meat. Yep. So like, so basically there there's you know millionaires, billionaires, even meat companies are now investing in in this next wave of clean the cloned meat. meat? That? Clean meat. So basically they take a cell from an animal. And you grow almost in what looks like a brewery. You grow uh, meat. You grow the equivalent of meat. Now, so <laughs> from a from a <laughs> I know, I know. But from a sustainability standpoint, right? You know, these these huge companies know that you know if we keep raising animals for food, that you know you run out of earth within the next 40, 50 years. And, you know, if, if we continue at this pace. So what everybody's betting on is this clean meat, this, this you know, biologically lab-grown meat that's exactly the same See, without the hormones, without the, all the crap that comes with a living being. But the idea being the average person is not going to, when it comes to the planet, when it comes to animals, right, the average person isn't going to ever actually make the change right they're still going to eat meat whether they know it's healthy or not um but if you give the person when they sit down at a restaurant the option to here's the burger that is bad for the environment and killed another being or here's the burger that you know is doesn't have the hormones doesn't have all the you know a lot of the the bad health associated with it and it's much more sustainable and you didn't kill anything that most people, if it tastes exactly the same and it's the same price, that they'll choose that. Um, but what are your thoughts on kind of, I mean, the fact that we're trying to like clone animal foods in the first place is, I think, is a little it's, madness. It's just, it's just a measurement of our arrogance. Yeah. We're going to outdo mother. We're going to outdo mother nature. We're going to do all this, like the GMOs and all this other. We, mother, nature is perfect in its own state. Mm. And man has violated it beyond, we can't go back. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit, um, 
I find that I find that disturbing, but it's it's ten billion land animals get killed alone. Get killed ten yeah. billion a year just in just just in America. Ten billion. Mm -hmm. and this is this is frightening. Ten billion of them, all innocent, never did anything. It's not for, it's not for self defense, uh, 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 even substances. It's just for our taste. Mm -hmm. So we kill all those, and then we have people. We have children starving in the world. Those ten billion animals, not one of them ever misses a meal. Okay, mm -hmm. so we have 10 billion animals that we slaughter to eat them, eat their dead bodies. We feed bodies. them their whole life. Yes, and they never miss a meal. They never go to bed, so to speak, hungry. And we supposedly have thousands of children going to bed hungry. But in my in my experience on this 52 years on the planet Earth, I, I don't know a single person who goes to bed hungry. How many people do you know that go to bed hungry every night? Yeah, I don't. And all these people fighting for hunger and all this, I ask every one of them that are asking money for, for the hunger, feed the children and feed the, Our children are amazingly obese in America. Yep. Feed the children. And I ask everyone who asks to feed the children, want to give to feed the children, I ask every one of those people, how many people do they know that go to bed hungry? It says, you know, three out of five kids in America go to bed hungry every night. And yeah, I'm where like, are they? I'm like, how many do you know? And every, yeah. not one person on the planet that I've asked so far knows a single person who goes to bed hungry. Yeah. I know there are hunger of people in the world, and that's all done by design as well. When you have 10 billion animals, land animals, never mind sea creatures, that we kill, and not one of them misses a meal, and we have we, we, we have babies supposedly starving to death. It, it doesn't. What, 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 that's how. That's the shift that it's massive. And it, it, that's why some days I think we're millions of years away from it because it's such a canyon of, we have to cross this chasm that is so vast to get to, yeah. and it's met with such resistance that and, it's, it's and frustrating at yeah. times. But And a lot of people don't realize how big it is. Like it's, you're talking. It's unfathomable. You're talking. It's unfathomable. It's you un couldn't. Yeah. You're we have talking, billions of dollars in Petco. Yeah. We buy leashes with happy birthday written on them for the dog birthday parties. We have billions of dollars for Petco and, 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 and pets. We spend billions of dollars on, on, on dogs. And, but that's not the argument like we talked about before yeah, we started yeah. this thing. It, it's not, yeah. that's, not the, that's not the play. It's, yeah. just not, it's not the play, but... People aren't interested in it. Yeah. They understand. Yeah. They walk their dog and they, they get car seats for dogs. Now they walk them in carriages. Have you seen those people pushing yeah. carriages? Oh, yeah. The dogs are, yeah. like the dog can't even walk. Yeah, the <laughs> while they're while they're eating their uh, right, burger, right. while they're while eating they're their sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin. Yes, yeah. It, yeah. but that's their unconsciousness. <laughs> they don't even realize it. And yeah. Another story I have at a hospital I'll, I'll share with you is that I was walking through another hospital in the very beginning. I haven't done this in 13 years. The only hospital I've been in was to see my friend a, a month or two ago. But I went to this back in my journey because I was so fascinated. I was walking through a hospital and it was a local hospital, and I saw I saw a patient advocate on this woman's door. So this woman comes out, we'll call her Heather, and, and I'm like, hi, Heather, how are you? She says, hi, how are you? I said, I said, what do you do? She goes, I am the patient's advocate. I said, oh, so what exactly does that describe? Oh, I work on behalf of the patient. Of the patient. I make sure they're getting good service, they, they, they're being treated fairly, they're getting the best care. I said, okay, you're a patient advocate, okay. I said, do you realize that they're, they're feeding these patients here dead animals? And she looked at me and she said, What? I said, do you realize that the, being a patient advocate, you should probably be aware that they're feeding these people decomposing dead animals that cause cancer. And she looked at me and she goes, we s most certainly are not. <laughs> yeah. So I showed her the menu for the day because I went to the cafeteria and it was meatloaf. and it was, Jello. It was right? all this shit. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I go, what's this? And she looked, cheeseburger. And I go, what is a cheeseburger? And she goes, where are you parked? Yeah. I don't think I like you. 
you've got to leave. <laughs> I'm like, I said, you keep up the good work, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Looking out for the patients, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but that that was one of my stupid stories. And yeah. one more I'll share with you just to let you know the madness. Yeah. Channel 5, whatever was doing this. I don't want to say Channel 5 because it might have been 7. I don't want to put it out there. But they did this big health fair in Boston every year. And this big, I don't know where it was, the Heinz or something. But I went there. And in the middle of the whole thing, it was mad, this massive building. In the middle of this whole thing, it was an ice cream truck, and it was giving out milk to all the kids. And it said, you should have three to five servings of milk a day. And, and the, the doctors are like, if you ask me, that's not even enough. It should be more. So having said all that, I was walking around, and I saw this big pharmaceutical company. And the guy, they were giving a talk about how they work 24-7. For, for the last 25 years, they've been working 24-7 to find the cure for cancer. And they, 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 they spent over like $7 billion trying to find it. There was three doctors, all in coats, all giving their talks. Mm. So when they were done, I walked up to them. This is back in my early, early journey when I was still a little angry about little what edgy. happened to my father. Yeah. Yeah. So I walked up and I said, how you doing, boys? And the three of them all looked at me, right? And they got the mics and everything. And I'm like, very impressive talk, I said. 25 years, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, $7 billion. <laughs> yeah. I said, boys, put my hand on their table. I said, you got to help me out. Give me three humdinger discoveries you made over the last 25 years to figure out what you've discovered about cancer. Yeah. So everyone's looking at me like, who is this guy? And the three <laughs> of them are looking at me, right? I'm like, come on, boys, give me three humdingers. Come on. Yeah. I'm curious to see the discoveries you made. And they all looked at each other, and they all looked at me, and I'm like, come on, boys. Yeah. It's got to be something. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll make it easy on you. Just give me one. <laughs> give me one thing that you went, wow, we got it, man. <laughs> and they looked at each other, and they're looking at me, and they, they were stone-cold speechless. I said, that's what I thought, boys. <laughs> you cannot even tell us one thing you've discovered. <laughs> Keep up the good work, boys. Unbelievable. And I walked away, and yeah. they were all like, uh-oh, uh-oh. They could not tell me one discovery. And don't take my word for it. Go ask anybody about the, 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 the progress they've made on cancer. Yeah. It, it, we have fallen so far behind. It's, a, yeah. it's an epidemic, and it's unfortunately this. It hasn't peaked yet. Cancer yeah. has not peaked. It's, yeah. We're just really getting started on some levels. It's really frightening. And yeah. Bad, but. Yeah. All I can do is just take care of it. It's an individual option. Or it's an individual choice, and that's it. Yeah. So how old are you, did you say again? 50? 52 years old. So 52 years old, like, you know, we, the, the gentleman that walked in here an hour ago was laughing because you're sitting down. Yes, he was rubbing, <laughs> he was never... rubbing his eyes. He, was, he walked <clears throat> in, he saw me sitting down, he rubbed his eyes looking at me because he's never, he's worked with me for two and a half, not worked with me, but uh, worked with, with me for uh, the last two and a half years. And, and, and uh, I've sat down one other time when I made everybody lunch and I sat down for two minutes and literally two people took out their cell phones to take a picture. Because you're, Cause I, and, seen... and yeah, because you're, you're super high energy. Yeah. Look incredible. I mean, just like speaks for clear itself, eye. right? Yeah, I'm clear eyed. Clear eyed, yes. and you know, just like all my guests, right? You sit down right away, yeah. and there's the sharpness. Yeah. You know, the, the fog isn't. Yeah, there's there. no fog in me. There's I, no I'm fog. crystal clear. It's crystal. Yeah, crystal I, my clear. vision is it's like 
which comes with a, it's a downside to that. Yeah. You see the truth in the world full of lies and it's not an easy gig. Yeah. It's not. Some days, you know, you're under the bed. It's so frightening at times, but you just have to persevere. Some days you have to go home early when the madness is, is too. Today's not my day to advance mm. the green light. It's not my day. Yeah. I gotta. I, I can't be. A, I choose. I'm not going to be effective. I know that. I got to save my, save save my mental state for another, to yeah. fight another day. Absolutely. You know? So, given you know your current state at your age and just thriving, I mean, everybody wants to know. You know, what's he eating? What's he doing? Mm -hmm. You know, so could you just walk me through kind of like the typical day of of what you eat? Yeah. Yep. And what you do if there's any kind yep. of exercise or whatever. I know yep. you're on your feet all day in here. Yes, but. I don't stop all day, and it's all because of, of choice. I love what I'm doing. That's why I don't, I don't get tired uh, or bored. I, I don't know. People say I'm bored. I, I don't think I've ever uttered those words. Um, I get up in the morning. I, 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 on an empty stomach, I consume two ounces of wheatgrass. Wheatgrass, the most nutritious food on the entire planet Earth. It's full of chlorophyll. Chlorophyll helps deliver oxygen to the cell, which, like we talked about earlier, is the most important nutrient. You said I have a lot of energy. The reason I have a lot of energy is solely for one reason. I have lots of oxygen in my bloodstream. Oxygen is what you have gives you the energy. All my cells are firing on all cylinders all the time. I got perfect digestion, perfect elimination. I feel light, agile. I'm never heavy. I'm never looking for a burp like most people after they eat. They're doing anything just to yeah, yeah. I have none of those feelings. I always feel light, alive, and uh, full of energy. I drink lots of green juice. I'm building a green light in Arlington. That's our next door. And I have a, a good, 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 good buddy of mine. And <clears throat> my wife brought us over um, four quarts of green juice. And, and for me to drink a quart of green juice is like most people doing a two-on shot of wheatgrass. It's <laughs> like, so the, the guy's watching me, right? And I suck back a quart in, 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 in literally a minute. And he's looking at me like, Oh my God! You drink that? You drink that much juice every day? I'm like, I pull out another green juice. I'm like, I could drink a gallon of green juice throughout the day, <laughs> yeah. and it's all full of spinach, kale, celery, cilantro, lemon, apple, and ginger. All the green lights all serve the same green juice. It, I, I think it's the best. Mm. It, it's so the ginger we buy is is really expensive, but it's really good. And uh, so I drink a lot of green juices. I drink a lot of smoothies. I don't eat any solid food before noontime. Mm. Um, the only, the only, I make, I, I personally What's make, the rationale on the no solid food uh, in the morning? Just for digestion. I yeah. want things in liquid. I want absorption. I, 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 I want, I choose to have all that. I don't want to work my intestines. It, the optimum digestion is between 11 and 1. That's the human body. That's where we should be eating our biggest meal of the day. But I eat highly nutritious foods. So the human body gets hungry for one reason. And when I've learned this, it helped me a lot. The human body gets hungry for one reason. It's your body's search for nutrients. That's the only reason we get hungry. We don't get hungry because we have a social event or anything like that. We're not supposed to eat three times a day. It's all been conditioned by commercial industries. Yep. And it's, I understand food is, is a social thing. It's, it's, a, it's a whole environment. It's a whole, it's a whole lifestyle. I get that. So I don't go out to eat that much because I make the best food and why would and my wife makes the best food so why would I there's no restaurant out there eat making creating what I'm creating yeah um, there is a couple and I'll mention them later but um, <clears throat> so I, I make amazing food I, I make dehydrated onion rings we're sitting in a room full of dehydrators right now we make amazing de uh, granola that that's um, so nutritious 
that I have that. I make fresh-made almond milks. But I'm in, I'm in a rare spot because I have an opportunity and access to the best. I just got to call a green light that I'm close to and go get a quart of green juice. I'm not washing all the vegetables and it takes so much work as anyone who right. does juicing knows. Right. It's, it's, it's around you all day. It's a nightmare as far as time consuming. Yeah. yeah. So I have access to the best. I do a lot of superfood smoothies. We have a couple of superfood smoothies at the green lights that I, th- I am stunned by the success and the popularity of these things. They don't get old. We, we've only had two superfood smoothies since we've opened. We've never changed them or added another one. And, and, and people choose to buy thousands and thousands and thousands of them. They're delicious. They're nutritious. And like we talked about, there's no meat or dairy in any green light. There's no honey. There's not a lot of places can say this on the entire... In Massachusetts, yeah. there's only a few places that, 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 that can say that. We don't even allow animal, animals into our building. We don't allow, like, people who work choose to, choose to, we call them vision keepers. We don't call them employees. But the people who choose to be participate in what we're, what we're doing here, they don't even, they wouldn't come in here with, like, a bottle of Gatorade or anything. Out of respect for the green light, they, they don't, not that many of them drink that, but they wouldn't bring it in. I, like, I've never came into a green light and saw, like, a Gatorade bottle on one of my tables. Yeah. I wouldn't go good. I never opened up my refrigerator and saw like a egg salad sandwich and the people have enough respect that, that they would never do that yeah so and we've had people that you know and I, I have no problem with people eating meat I have no problem with people eating anything they want it's their life it's their bodies that's where they live and if you ever meet me or talk to me you'll never hear me say you know what you should do you should stop eating meat and dairy I've never uttered those words in in, in a conversation People come to me, they say, Dave, I don't feel good. I'm, I have lots of problems. I'm really scared. I've been diagnosed with this, with this condition. I'm really, really scared. How can, how can you help me? I will tell them, well, what you could do is you could choose to eliminate meat and dairy from your life. I give them the option because it's not yeah. my right, nor do I have any desire to tell people what they should do. No yeah. one likes to be told what they should do. But I can help people come out of that deep, dark hole of despair because I was one of those people when I first started on this. Yeah. And I, I've seen it. I personally had the experience of nourishing yourself and have the benefits of that. Yeah, so. absolutely. So afternoon... Is there is Big there bowl any? of quinoa. I eat yeah. lots of avocados. I eat lots. Yeah. I eat hummus. I eat lots of hummus. Yep, I, a lot yeah. of Mediterranean. I eat tabbouleh. Um, my wife makes amazing. Sunday nights is a big night. We she, she's from Brazil, and uh, they they have a way with beans, obviously. And and we do a. I make an amazing salsa salad that goes on top of it. But I, my biggest meal of the whole week is Sunday nights when when I look forward to. It. She made red beans last last Sunday. It was like my whole body at three o'clock in the afternoon. I started salivating. I, I knew that it was coming, and it was. So I'm I'm fortunate for that. So yeah. I do eat I do eat cooked food. I the quinoa and the black beans and the red beans that she makes. But it's on a bed of avocado, and then I use this enormous salad that covers the whole thing with jalapeno, cilantro, red, green onion, red pepper. It's the most. It's 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 beautiful. Never mind nutritious. It's like stimulating, breathtaking. And every bite, you're like, how can beans taste this good? It's, it doesn't make sense how <laughs> yeah. how she does it, but but you know that's that's unfortunate and like that. But not everybody can do that, and it's not about perfection either. A lot of people get sidetracked because they try to get be perfect. It's not about being perfect. But I can tell you, you will never ever catch me, ever as long as I'm alive, ever consuming any animal protein, whether it's in flesh or fluids, any sea creatures, anything that contains cholesterol will never pass my lips. Mm. Mm. So so. To someone listening to this, someone out there, maybe maybe a fellow South Shore resident, um, that 
you know, was in a place where you were 15 years ago or me, you know, five years ago that wants to, you know, get their health in order, get off the medications, you know, lose the weight, drugs, feel their the best, drugs, the right? Drugs, yeah, the drugs. The drugs medications right. is a nice word. It's just <laughs> like vaccinations <laughs> now, right? Vaccinations, we call them immunizations, yeah. right? Because vaccinations, we got autism, we got all those things. Yep. So we got to change this. And then we went from we went from drugstores, right? Because drugstores, when, we when I was a kid, it was a drugstore. There was yeah. one in every town, never mind three, 13,000 square foot drug deals with 24-hour drive throughs yeah. I mean, anyone's going to make a billion dollars with that type of infrastructure. But now we call them pharmacies. Yeah, right. Okay? We don't call them vaccinations. We call we call them um, immunizations. Yep. We don't call them drugs. We call them, we're going to put you on a series of medications. Yeah. If you, the doctor looked you in the eye and said, listen, we're going to put you on a series of drugs, you might say, whoa, what, series of drugs? But they use medication yeah. like meditation. And, it's, uh, a, it's the same way, you know, it's bacon. It's uh, not rotting pig uh, flesh. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's hamburger. Yeah, it's not yeah, dead cow, yeah, right? It <laughs> it's, yes, it's, yes. All, it's all, all the same thing. You're eating it's violence. All. You can't put violence in and not get violence out. Mm. You're eating violence, fear, and anxiety mm. and obesity. And now we live in a world where obesity, we're full of, we're full of anxiety and fear. And we, we've become the animal. If you look at it, we walk around, we're like a bunch of, a lot of people, they're like waddling around, lugging themselves around. It's so painful to watch them because you know that they're, they're, they're struggling. You know, yeah. and life's hard enough. I'll be the first to admit it. I struggle at life sometimes, but, but I, and I'm physically fit and my body will do anything I say. That's a great advantage to have. Oh, yeah. When you get up every day and you feel bulletproof, and I'm telling you, I feel like, <clears throat> yeah, I have a shot. Mm. I have a shot at the madness that's going to come at me, you know, mm -hmm. full force. And at least I can, I start every day on the ocean with a little meditation and then I, I'm like, okay, bring it. Yeah. I know I'm going to hit resistance all day. Absolutely. That's what it is. Resistance, resistance, resistance. I, you know, I've learned how to process disappointment enormously quickly because I don't, it's not going to serve me. So I get disappointed in something. I just go, move it along, fix it, move it along. Yeah. And that's how, that's what serve, helps me. So yeah. anyone out there that's thinking about this, yeah, it can happen to anybody. I'm a roofing contractor. Yeah. I'm a guy that grew up in Canton. <laughs> just an average guy going 100 miles an hour, roofing, construction, you know, meat eater. Thanksgiving, you wouldn't believe what I would consume. Uh, I actually, I don't mind telling people this. I got 24 years of sobriety on Monday. Mm. I, was, I was the biggest drunk, the 30 beers a day, the big meat eater guzzling iced coffees with sugar and cream and mm. eating filet mignon at the Capitol Grill and asparagus drowning in butter and salt on everything. And I was, I was the big, one of the biggest meat eaters, egg eaters, fish eaters, shrimp, shrimp cocktail, prosciutto wrapped in mozzarella. I mean, I wanted all the salt. We're all salt addicts. That's why we like meat. That's why we like cheese. Mm. We like the salt that's in the cheese. And um, so if anyone who knows me, and there's a joke going around, I grew up in Canton, and everyone to this day, they say, oh, you know Dave O'Brien, he opened up juice bars? And, and they said, Dave O'Brien, the, the roofing guy? And, and they're like, yeah, yeah, he opened juice bars. They're like, you're out of your mind. That guy didn't open juice bars. <laughs> Not the Dave O'Brien I know. And uh, and so to this day, people cannot make that, they cannot get their head around the fact that the mental case that was Dave O'Brien 24 years ago, the drunk maniac, street fighter, barroom brawler, mm -hmm. the madness of his insanity of his life is now open juice bars, growing wheatgrass, making raw granola. It is such that's why there's hope for everybody. And I look at, I'm fascinated myself and I lived every step of the journey and I saw the transformation and I can't believe it, you know? And when I got out of the roofing business, I have a very good roofing reputation. And I literally had people put their arm around me and say, Dave, let me get this straight. 
You're getting out of the roofing business. You got millions of roofs to do. You got an impeccable reputation. You're one of the best roofers ever. You're getting out of that to open juice bars. Good luck with that. (laughs) And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. It makes no sense the journey, but that's the journey that was I was meant to take. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So you've been chosen to 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 make a difference. That's what. You, I believe that. I'm not yeah, letting you, I'm that. whoever chose me, and I, I'm not the most religious person, but I know I have been chosen, and I have been given this opportunity. I don't look at it as a responsibility, but but I know there's millions and millions of people, in my opinion, that are waiting for the green light and Dave's raw food to to really get traction and really. I plan on creating. I have no doubt that at the end of the day, Dave's raw food and the green lights are going to be the greatest companies ever created for humanity, where humanity and science come together mm-hmm. to help in a passionate, loving way expose the madness of which we've been conditioned, and show the people if they choose, there's another way that that is a very blissful, less painful. You keep all your hair. Your hair actually grows. It doesn't fall out. And you feel better almost instantly. Yeah, so. I love that. Yeah, I love so. that. That's that's beautiful. So what's yeah. what's first step somebody can take? I always like to ask, yeah. like, you know, what, what would you recommend? The first step somebody making a look at change, somebody looking to make a change in their health. What's the first step? That's one of the first questions I get asked. And if people choose to make the biggest step in the first step, which which is going to be one of the biggest journeys. Biggest steps on your, if you choose to take this journey, partake on this amazing journey, is to eliminate dairy from your life. That's the first thing. Eat your meat, eat your fish. If you don't, because you can't go from 100 to most people can't go from zero right. to a million miles an hour. I was fortunate that I did, um, and I've never had any type of. I've never been enticed by anything. I, I, I find that I would never put anything into my body that's going to disrupt it. So I would say eliminate dairy from your life. I don't care if, it, if, if, it, if it's cheese. Eliminate 100% of dairy from your life and experience how you feel just by doing that. Nothing else. Don't, you don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to do all these things. Just be in touch with yourself. Mm. Eliminate dairy and go from there. After that, eliminate you know meat, red meat. Eliminate chicken. People have fish as the last resort, yeah. And and pizza is the hottest thing. People love pizza. I used to love pizza. I used to eat two pieces of town spa, two plates of town spa pizza in like eight minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was a roofer, and, and uh, so I understand that the salt. We're all salt addicts. Yeah. So dairy would be the best, the most effective thing besides cigarettes and diet cokes. But uh, though that's obvious. But people think dairy that they need they need the calcium, that that cow got 100% of its calcium from grass. Mm. So just go to the grass. Go, mm. go, go to the plants. There's lots of calcium in sesame seeds. People don't realize that. There's lots of calcium in bok choy and, and broccoli and, and, and kale. Those are all high sources of calcium, assimilated calcium that's going to be utilized and, and not cause acidic conditions, states of, oxira- uh, uh, states of uh, oxygen deprivation and, and inflammation. You can get calcium without the three other things that create disease. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Say goodbye um, to dairy. Say goodbye. That's the, that yeah. would be my advice if they choose to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're getting low on time here. I got one more question for you. But uh, before, again, I just want to thank you, and I'm just really fortunate that we we connected, yep. and uh, this has been an awesome talk, and yep. uh, I, I, so. I love what what you're doing with the green light. Um, you know, hats off to you. Uh, you know, and and I hope you continue to change people's people's lives and perspectives and in this thing and dave's raw foods mm-hmm. just you know mm-hmm. becomes nationwide and, and just changes life so hats off to you um and just again thanks for thanks for talking with me yeah. 
Uh, so one more I got for you. This podcast is called Eat Green, Make Green. Yeah. Um, I believe that eating plant-based, living a vegan lifestyle puts me in the best position to succeed at whatever it is I do in my life. All aspects of life, it puts you in, a, in the, best, the best chance to succeed, yes. And whatever my goal is at any certain time is how I kind of define the make green portion of that. Um, so I would ask you, what does make green mean to you? Why do you eat green? Why do you live plant-based? Well, a few reasons, but the number one reason is, is, well, there's a couple. There's no number one reason. It's the way that I feel. I could never articulate the way that I feel. To live in physical bliss every single second of every single day, to be able to feel like you can lift the house off the ground, that's how I feel. And to have unlimited energy to do what I explore, to do and choose to build. I work a, don't work a lot, but I, I invest a lot of my time. I don't like the word work, but I invest a lot of my time in this. If, if, if People can't keep up with me. It's just, it's just the nature of the game. But because I, I have a lot of passion, this is my 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 calling, and so I don't I don't get tired of doing mm. what I'm choosing mm. to do. But you said that that we, we don't we don't um, you said help people heal people whatever we don't heal people. It's important that people understand. At the end of the day, we provide the infrastructure, the opportunity, and the products for people to heal themselves. And and I healed myself from 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 the way that I felt, and I never knew what feeling good felt like. I felt like I felt good, but I'm so far from that. Every day I feel better and better and better. And I used to say, it can't get better than this. It can't get better than this. I feel amazing. And the next day I'd feel better. So I stopped saying that. So to put it into perspective, my healthiest day is tomorrow when most people, it was yesterday and yesterday was not the greatest for them. And if they don't choose to make some changes in their lives, then just do the math. And if their healthiest day was yesterday, they don't change. It only goes downhill from there. I'm still on an upswing. I still, because I'm pushing the envelope every day because I'm so curious about how the human body body can work and, and how you can run it like a Lamborghini, just mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders 100% of the time. So that that's why and 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 now i have compassion for the animals coming to play i, I feel like how how dare we in my own opinion these 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 innocent living beings that we're torturing and tormenting and mutilating and then we're eating the energy from that mutilation i don't care if you have someone else slaughter the thing and kill it and put it in a brown bag and give it to you the transformation of that energy goes to end user i don't care how you look at it mm-hmm. when you're ingesting that man it's it's, it's not good that's the best Diet for depression is plant-based because you're not eating the violence, the death, the fear, the anxiety, the blood, and all that that goes into a a meat eater's diet. So I'm grateful that I I don't do that. I'm grateful I don't have to swallow and ingest dead animals. I don't like the feeling of that. I would have a hard time swallowing that. I would be like, I'd want to like vomit. I would want it. I wouldn't want that. Like, I wouldn't pick up a gallon of milk because I know the pain and suffering that went into that. Mm. And I'll share something I don't share with anybody. But when I got on this journey, uh, in the very beginning, it was painful for me. I, and I, 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 I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I'd go to Whole Foods, and, 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 and all of a sudden, I would just almost, I would tear up. And when I got near the meat case, and, and I could literally hear the animals screaming. And I would look and I'd be like, what's going on with me? What's going on with me? I, I wanted it to stop, but I could feel the animals screaming. I could hear them screaming at me. And I'd be looking, look, screaming for help. And I'd look at the display case, the glass with all the, the meat. And I'd go buy almond butter, but they'd be out of almond butter all the time. But they'd never be out of meat. So one day I was so angry. I'm like, I'm like you're out of almond butter again? 
I go, can, can you get the guy that orders the meat in, 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 the, in the milk to order the almond butter? Because you're never out of it. You're, yeah. never, you're always out of the stuff that I'm, you're always out of seaweed. You're out of this. Every time I go there, I want four things from here, man. Yeah. You're out of three of them. But I've never seen you without, without hundreds and hundreds of pounds of dead animals and mm. milk as far as you can see and eggs. you got to get that guy to order the almond butter, please. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that has subsided. And then when I used to see kids, and I went to Dana-Farber, I was so twisted. I went to Children's Hospital. I used to sit in the lobby. And just because, I don't know, I had to get to have this experience. And I'd see the doctors walking around with lab coats, and I'd see the kids drinking Coke with no hair on their heads. And they're all bald. And, and I'm watching them drink milk, and they're giving them milk. And, I, and I'd be like... The, the insanity of it all, and I guess I was supposed to expose that, be exposed to that, to 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 get my resilient commitment. The the Lexus used this line, this relentless pursuit. That's what I'm on. I, I'm relentless. You're not going to discourage me. You can throw you can throw restraining orders at me. And I understand that's not effective, so I stopped doing that. Mm. I, the animals, I stay away from the display case. I don't go to near the meat department, but I can still feel the energy from that. Mm. So. That's been a very motivating thing that's not going to change. I've learned, I've developed tools on how to handle handle that. Like when I, when I see that, when I see people coming out of McDonald's with their mouths wide open trying to get a Big Mac in one bite, it's, I, I, and I look and, and, I, and I just say, I, I can't, I just don't look as long. Mm. I just, you know, I, I, I try to look at something positive and yeah. be grateful. I'm grateful that I'm not that person because I did that. Yeah. I did that, especially as a drunk. I used to wake up with Wendy wrappers all over me and French fries all over the floor of my truck, and I don't even remember going to the drive-thru. So yeah. I am so grateful and fortunate that I was plucked from a, 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 a total out-of-control drunk eating meat to growing wheatgrass, making organic granola with amazing people. My granola team is, is the best team I have ever assembled. So... It's joy. Tuesdays and Thursdays are the highlights of my life. I got these amazing people that work with me, and they're, they're very inspirational and inspiring me to keep going and going and going. So there's lots of good to this, but it doesn't. I want to prepare people. It's, it's, not all, it's not all bliss, and the grass is greener over here, so to speak, much greener, but it doesn't come without a price of, of dealing with the awakening, I guess I call it. I, I, like, I was sound asleep and not knowing it and when you wake up when someone violently wakes you up which was how I felt like my my life changed I was like violently woken up from a deep sleep and no one likes to be woken up from a deep sleep I wasn't gradually woken up it hit me like a ton of bricks and I had to, it took me years the information was coming so fast and I was learning so much so fast that I had a hard time keeping up and my my life was very painful in that area for, for, for the first five years of mm. my journey until I developed tools to process that. Mm. So, yeah. So awesome. But, well, uh, that was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. First podcast. Ever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Thank you. Thanks. Everybody. Are we still live? Yeah. We still? Uh, one thing I, I want to give a shout out to, to, if you're looking for a good place to eat, that's hundred um, percent plant-based uh, Organic Garden in Beverly. There's a guy, Robert, up there. He does a great job. He's been doing it a long time. And uh, it, too bad Beverly so far, but I, I used to go there more than I, I, I should go there more than I like. But he's a good, good, solid man who's been towing the line before any of us. Uh, I, he, he's been doing it for 20 years, and he told me it was, I helped him with one of his classes. And in his class, he said, I've been in the restaurant business for uh, 20 years. That's like a in re- that's like 140 in restaurant years. So he, he's, he was the first one in, and he's still standing. A lot of people have come and gone since then, but and, and he's not making a ton of dough at it. It's a labor of love. So yeah. the Organic Garden in Beverly is, nice. it, we'll is check a it pretty, out. pretty good place. Awesome. Thank yeah. you.
Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for this opportunity to share with you. Absolutely. For those that are interested in adopting a plant-based lifestyle, you're in luck. That's what I do. I work with men and women all over the world to adopt this lifestyle, to heal inflammation, to get off their medications and treat their health at the source, which is with diet and lifestyle. My program called Seven Weeks for the Rest of Your Life is designed to teach you exactly how to transition into a healthier lifestyle and I give you all the tools, all the resources, everything you need to adopt this lifestyle and apply it to your life for years to come. For more information on my course, pop over to eatgreenmakegreen.com slash coaching. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great week. <music>